When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Well, yesterday we come in and we're talking about a second wave and new cases and all these things that were our worst fears coming uh, to fruition. The market was concerned. Uh, fast forward 24 hours and it's like it never happened. Um, yesterday was uh, a dash for trash, as we've been saying here. Trash referring to companies most exposed to uh, this this crisis. Uh, that turned yesterday, plus we got the Fed uh, announcement at 2 o'clock that they were going to buy uh, corporate bonds. That was sort of the icing on the cake yesterday. So a rally this morning in the market, a rally in stocks that were weak yesterday. We'll talk about that rotation and what it means going forward. Uh, our guest is Nick Shaheen. He is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. He would join the show at 8.35. Uh, Joel, do you have some overnight levels for us? Or I, if you'd like, I can do my best Joel impression. What I was going to say, Joel, before you came on, I was going to say, uh, the spoos, if you were here, you would say that the spoos cleared Friday's high yesterday. And right now we are hanging around, uh, at Friday's open, at least in the spy. I hadn't looked at the futures for a little bit now. Uh, oil, we're at Friday's open gold. We're at Sunday, Sunday night's levels, pretty much. Uh, is that is that what you were going to say, pretty much? Uh, when when are you? When uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know me. I like to look at the open from last night, and uh, you had the close at sixty two even. You opened uh, sixty five and a quarter, and it was such a bullish day yesterday that even I bought the close last night. Those kind of trades that only go a couple takes against you is what I like. Uh, rallied up to thirty one thirteen fifty. Absolutely nothing in here, folks. I can't find a number for you until 3177.75. Believe it or not, that was Thursday's high. So, I mean, anywhere in between there, we could stop. But based on the daily levels, you got nothing in there for another 70 handles. Crude up 75 cents, 37.87. Gold. Better break out of the 1700 to 1750 range, driving me crazy. Up six bucks at 1726.30. Silver up 
13.6 at 17.53 and a half and Bitcoin up $85 at 9,525. And now I want to bring in your local garbage man, your trash yeah. collector. Yeah, How you doing collector. there, Triple D? Yeah, full trash collecting mode here. Um, <laughs> it, it started for me at 10 a.m. yesterday when um, obviously on the show, I was worried, you know, second wave pulled back. But you could see after the open, and I came in short, and after the open, and I covered most of it, you know, just after the open, and then you could see that they were going to take it higher. And you've got to read what is happening. And the whole key, why I was able to make quite a bit of money yesterday buying trash stocks, and I'll talk about that in a second, was Boeing. I had Boeing on my screen. Boeing opened near the lows yesterday. It rallied up immediately four bucks, and then it hung out for a half an hour. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Boeing. And if Boeing starts to make new highs on the day, they're going to start buying everything. They're going to start buying the other airlines. They're going to start buying all the stocks that have been punished again because there's too many people with the buy the dip mentality out here looking for a signal. Um, Boeing started to make new highs around 10 a.m. And I'm like, that's it. I'm going long all these trashy stocks. And what I mean by trashy stocks, again, are the stocks, like Spencer said, most impacted by COVID, the ones that have been beat up. So... In my long-term portfolio, I put these in my long-term portfolio as swing trades, not investments. But if I put them in my trading account, I would trade out of them. So I stuck them over there with mental stops. So I put in, I bought at 10 a.m., I bought General Electric at $7. I bought Cheesecake Factory at $23.50. I, when I talked about Cheesecake Factory wanting it before, if we remember on the show, when it actually took off and it had the okay numbers and had that big run at the beginning of June from $20 up to 30. Well, I didn't want to chase it. Well, it came back in, gave me an opportunity. So I bought Cheesecake Factory. I bought, I'm trying to think what else. I bought TD Bank, which I had sold and it looked like it was going to put the double bottom in. Why I was putting these on, I said to myself, I'm going to lean on the oh. Thursday lows from last Oh, okay. Yep. Week. That was my trade, is the stocks that did not take out the Thursday lows, but test them, I was going to lean on. So TD is a great example. Bring it up on the U.S. side. 44.44, where's the bottom? Yesterday, 44.49. So I had a nice level to lean on with minimal risk. General Electric, I said the same thing to myself. 684, I bought it at 7. I said, if it takes out 684, I'm going to go out, but we have the potential for a Joel Alconin double bottom, where you have two lows in the same area. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go long that as well. Cheesecake Factory was same story. I was going to lean on the low, $22. I was going to give it a little bit more heat because I bought that at 23 and a half, but I was willing to take it down to 22. Um, so basically, these are swing trades in my long-term investing account. I don't want to put them in my trading account because I'll trade out of them. So I stuck them over there with you know, the, the idea that I think this could go on for a little bit, especially now since the Fed thing. Um, I bought one other one too. Uh, Cole. Did you do the actual setup that you, that you talked about and you gave to our listening audience? Yeah, leaning on those lows. That's exactly what I no, talked about on the show. You, 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 you set up an exact trade in a stock, an airline stock. I did you do that? Which one? No, I didn't do the airline stock. I'm always spooked on the airlines, but I think it was, <laughs> was it Delta or American Airlines? I think it was American Airlines. It was Airlines. American. It was a perfect. Yeah, I said I would lean on the 1407. So if you're buying, you know, and it was trading around $15 in the pre-market. It might have even been lower than that. It was around 15, around 15. 15 and a quarter, yep. And I said, if you're buying it here, there's a trade. You now have an out, 1407. So if you did do that yesterday, now you're up three bucks from that already on American Airlines. I wish I would have did AAL. I did not. I just can't bring myself to put an airline in my longer term account, I think. 
So I went with the not so trashy, but still trashy, kind of trashy stocks. <laughs> so, and yeah, the other one was Kohl's. Okay. So, so Kohl's had a clean setup here too. So, so Kohl's, just to recap, same... just to recap, you, you yep. said you bought, you bought Boeing. You bought no, uh, I didn't buy Boeing. I used oh, Boeing as the indicator. Boeing. Okay, okay. The so Boeing you, indicator. You the Boeing, because Boeing's been the leader here for a while on all of these stocks, even Kohl's. It's Boeing is leading. Boeing <laughs> leads Kohl's. It does right now. <laughs> it does right now. They're moving together. Bring up the charts and check it out. You got to understand relationships change all the time, but by identifying these relationships early, you can make money, and that is my job to identify these relationships early and then exploit the you know the, the indifference between you know when these relationships kind of get a little out of whack. So I do know a guy. I do know a guy who works at Kohl's that is in flight school. So that there you could go. Be so a, there is a <laughs> there's a fundamental relationship there. Joel's telling me. So there you go. We just learned something. <laughs> so yeah. So the four stocks I bought yesterday, and I've and obviously we know I own a lot of tech, but I don't know any of these other stocks that are you know whatever you want to call them. You know the COVID plays. So I want to have a few. So again, Kohl's the other setup. Um, same thing. It went right near Thursday's low. And actually, I had an order out there to buy a lot of these stocks right at the lows, right off the open. Like Kohl's, I had an order sitting out there at 2110. And that was before the, before the stock opened because I was going to lean on that 2099. The stock went down to 2114, traded four cents and opened four cents in front of my order and then ran straight up. So I actually had to pay up for Kohl's and I ended up buying at 2195. So I didn't get the low of the day. But again, same story, just leaning on those lows. I said, I'm willing to risk myself a buck here on Kohl's to say that the buy the dip mentality might just take over. And then, you, you know, how are we going to keep you in these trades? No, you're not going to, these are not, these are still, <laughs> these are not long-term investments. So I'm thinking maybe the 50% retracement of the, of the move. Nice. Here. Okay. So you went from 29.34 on Kohl's down to 22. So it's seven bucks. So say three and a half up from the 22, 25 and a half, 24 and a half. I might be getting out of this today. That's what I'm thinking about on those. And those are pretty trail, good trades. Can you trail your stop on anything? Yeah, maybe. You can do that job. too. It, yep. and, and, okay. and, you know, like Spinner says, you know, you can make these trades, swing trades, if they really start to take off and we're in a full recovery, become a little longer term if you wanted to. But do I really want to own Kohl's and General Electric? And well, TD Bank's a different one. It's a pretty good Yeah, that's, that's quality. That's quality wow, trash. I don't know if it's quality, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still a bank. And banks haven't been quality for a while, but um, I would put it above GE. Cheesecake Factory is interesting to me, though, because you know what? I like – maybe it's because I'm biased because I like it when I eat there. Um, but, you know, it was a stock that wasn't doing that bad coming into this. It wasn't doing great, but it wasn't doing bad. And, the sales numbers that they were giving, you know, post-COVID weren't that bad either. And that's why I had the big run from 20 to 30. So you had a retest of a lot of these big lows yesterday from the previous day. Some stocks took it out. I stayed away from those stocks. But the stocks that held, there was a setup there. And that's what I was using. I, I think we should maybe place an over-under here on, on when... On, on like by what date Dennis gets shaken? Oh no, some of these are going to be today if the fifty percent retracement comes. So General Electric, <laughs> I was going to. <laughs> they're not going to be long. These aren't long term. Well, you said fifty-seven. You said swing trade. That can I, be. The, 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 swing that can, can be, be two days when you get your ten percent. It could mean six weeks for all I know. It could mean two hours if you get your ten percent. Okay, so G, so you guys can. Joel's good at this. He can set me up too. So G, I went from eight fifty-seven down to 684 was that about a buck and a half buck 70 so 90 cents up from the low you're getting a higher yeah you're getting you're almost there you're almost at the 50 percent retracement of the move so i don't know i wouldn't be coming and buying them now i'll say that 
You had right. to, you had to, if you're striking, the time to strike was 10 a.m. yesterday when you realized, hey, these things don't want to go down. That, that's what we talk about, you know, not just blindly buying the dip, but have yourself a level and have yourself an out, and then you can put on the trades. And there was defined risk on all of these stocks yesterday. That's why they were better setups. Uh, GE, you just mentioned that one. It's trained at the highs of the pre-market session. I mean, do you think you can hold out for, for eight bucks here? 7.98? Maybe could see it today. Yeah, 7.90? I'd go I, a little I, bit earlier. 7.90, yep. Yep. You get in front uh, of the people who are leaning on the big eight. Yeah. yeah. Here you uh, go. If, if, and, and again, you know, and the spinner making a good point, you know, and I, I was talking about, you know, I've had trades become investments, but it's usually in quality. <laughs> I don't know about, you know, about uh, General Electric wanting to be a long-term investor in GE, but you know what? It's beat up. Could have a run for a bit. That's not out of the realm of possibilities. Um, so let's talk overall market. Let's take it back to there because after I put all these trades on, then I got the bonus that the Fed seemingly, you know, is going to just continue to prop up this market in whatever way it possibly can. Give us that news that came out yesterday. I believe it was early afternoon about the Fed. Yep, this news came out at 2 o'clock that uh, this is elaborating on the plans they had announced a couple months ago now. But they said they are going to uh, go into the secondary market and buy individual corporate bonds. And that was all. The market they're one that's one step away from buying individual stuff yeah you we're now that. one step away from it and if the market gets ugly you can pretty much be guaranteed they'll do that too so this is the problem with being short this market on the whole outlook of the virus and you know and again you know a, a little bit of bias and and, and poo poo on me yesterday for um you know, being scared again. I got spooked when we took out 3,000. I thought we could rally a little bit in the morning. I thought that rally would be sold, but then you could see. So you got to be able to change your opinion quickly. And you've got to be able to see that, hey, they're buying them up again. They're buying the leader Boeing. They're probably going to start to buy these other stocks too. So as soon as Boeing goes green yesterday, um, and did it go green yesterday? Yeah, I think it did. One, one nine, one eighty nine. Well, it took a long time for a green. So as soon as it started to get back a majority of its losses, because it was down at one point, like 15 bucks, it was the tell. So I, I don't know. It's hard to be short a market when the Fed is this bloody aggressive. They're so aggressive. Oh, and and also the stimulus package for today, right? Just everything. Yeah. It's just throwing the kitchen sink at this market to keep the markets up. The Fed is so concerned. I mean, really, and, and, and you know, is it really, to the majority of, you know, the people out here who are affected by COVID, a lot of American citizens and Canadian citizens, we know, live paycheck to paycheck. That they're, you know, 40%, you know, I think it is, is the numbers that are, are living paycheck to paycheck. The stock market is meaningless to these people, really. Is it not? I mean, you know, maybe it's the businesses and the people who employ them, so it's not completely, but, but they're not invested in stocks. So it's got to be pretty upsetting to, you know, uh, if you were just a, a person who's not invested in stocks at all, and you see, you know, the, the kind of money that's just being thrown basically at, in the, you know, the capital markets. Um, it's like, well, we could use that on Main Street, but they're throwing it at Wall Street still. I mean, it's kind of sickening when you think about it, but I guess they're looking at it that, hey, if we lose the capital markets, we're going to lose Main Street too. I mean, that's the way the Fed, I guess, is looking at it. So I don't understand why you have to come out yesterday and say, we, we pull back, 
you know, think about how far we are from the lows. We pull back 10% and, and not even almost 10%. almost 100 point off the lows. Off yeah, but that. even from where we were, like, does the Fed have to be that aggressive that quickly? Like, we pull off, we have a 5% pullback. One day we go down 1,800 points and you're already like, what can we do? What can we do? How can we get this markets back up? Like, it, like, were they already like panicking here because we went down 1,800 points last Thursday? Is that what's going on behind the scenes? They can't handle a 5% drop in the market? I mean, it, it, I, it, what was, the, I, I what was the need for that yesterday? That we're going to start buying individual corporate bonds. What well, is the need? The that only was something that's going to do is before. prop up the markets. Yeah, we don't. The timing is 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 interesting. Incredulous. It I, looks like I, that I, they I were concerned that the market pulled back five yeah, percent. We got to fire more bullets at. That's what it looks like, but very very much so. I can't. It's ridiculous. Believe... If, if the Fed's that concerned about a five percent pullback, come I, on. I can't believe that they woke up yesterday and said, "Oh my God, dispose your ad." Yeah, we got to do something. No, that, I hope that's not the case. That, did, that didn't happen. It is the case. I mean, I think, could I think it could be the case obvious. too. Come on, Spencer. I think uh, it, I think it happened from Thursday. I think they looked at Thursday sell-off. This is me and Joel. We're on the same side on this. I think they looked at Thursday sell-off in the markets. And they're like, we can't let this get ugly again. We got to do something. So they thought over the weekend, and then you know they came down again yesterday, and they're like, we got to strike now. We've got to stop these markets because we can't let the market start rolling over. I honestly think that's what's going on behind the scenes. And that's ridiculous to be that concerned about a 5% pullback. It was a healthy correction for crying out loud. 280 to 320 down to 300 is a 50% retracement of just the recent move. We're not even close to being in trouble in the capital markets. The shorts are in trouble. So, you know, yes, the virus is, you know, the numbers are picking up, but I think the Fed's actions yesterday were way you know, doesn't didn't didn't need to be done at all. My opinion. Well, they already announced this like months ago that they were going to do something like this. They just well, they were buying bond ETFs. They didn't know they're going to come in individual companies. What are you going to come in and hurts? And you going to buy bonds and hurts? They're not buying hurts. I they're not gonna, but they can. They can with this mandate that they just said they're allowed to do that. Are they not? Don't give many ideas, Dennis. <laughs> Hertz is taking off. It's already up five percent here this morning. Like Fed's gonna buy the Hertz bonds. <laughs> We're gonna put the Hertz to the shorts. No, all right. This is uh, this is for informational purposes only. Please, <laughs> this is not. Could you read that disclaimer again, Spencer? Just uh, <laughs> it's informational purposes. After only. everything that comes, investments and trading um, decisions are up to you. Please consult your own independent advisor before making any financial decisions uh you know what although but here this is a broad-based rally here i'm looking at uh you know my top screen here and Everything. microsoft apple amazon google facebook berkshire hathaway j and j jp morgan eli lily we got to talk lily in a minute Let's talk here lily okay last off central for the lily meister talk yeah. to me yeah joel uh surprised or, i don't know if you've seen this news but yeah i i guess it would interest you. Um, the FDA approved a new rapid-acting insulin drug or injector. Uh, what is the? Uh, That's worth eleven bucks. Uh, what's the name of it? Because I think I've been. Uh, uh, is it? Is it Liz? Well, because I've been testing some of that stuff out for a couple of years. Are you in the trial? 
No, no, I just got connections. <laughs> Joel's, Joel's trying these new insulin. New highs. We just blasted the new highs here. Last off. Uh, and a quarter. Uh, I will say, Dennis, you got to be licking your shops at uh, Lily up 12 bucks here, right? I mean. I'd sell it. Yeah, that's. I don't uh, own it. But you don't I'd own it at all? You no. got rid of it? I had Lily. Oh, yeah. A long time. I bought Lily. So this is a bad story. This is a story for not looking at long-term investments. But I bought Eli Lily back in, oh, we're going back to probably 2010. And I think I bought it. I can't remember. I feel like I paid like $32 for this or $34. I almost got the low just after the financial crisis. How low did it get there? Yeah. And the 10, and the 2000, I bought in 2010, that whole consolidation station between 2010 and 2011. The, the dividend on Lilly at that time was 7%. And Ooh. I'm like, I think this is one of the best pharmaceutical companies in the world. It is, um, it's got a 7% dividend. And I put, you know, a hu- I, I put a big chunk in there, like one of the biggest initial investments that I ever have. And I held it for years. I watched it go up, you know, in 2012, 2013, it went to, 50 and a 60 and a 70 and a 80 and when it got over 80 i sold half because i'm like this is you know at least take you know some of your money out of this thing because it's really run and then it just consolidated there for like two three years and i thought it was forming a topping formation you can see from 16 to 19 and i'm like it just had such a run that the dividend was only at that time down to three and a half percent because the stock had run so much and i thought it was done and so i i think it was like 2018 right before the big run-up i sold the rest of it and then it kept going and 80, 90, 100, 100, and here we are at $154. So long story short, if you got something your long-term portfolio is doing well, hold on to some. I didn't hold on to any. Uh, pre-market high in this one, it really backed off. It hit uh, 155 and a quarter and leaked a little, still up near that area. I mean, this is, wow, this is really interesting because you just, you're getting back all your losses from wow, you hit one fifty four ninety nine, man, and then you went down to one thirty nine sixty eight, and then boom, you're getting it almost all back here. I, if this can hold this, uh, this oh, I, I don't think it's even going to open near one fifty four, Dennis. For sure, not over one fifty five. There's got to be some paper in the book, but uh, we'll see. That's a big move for uh, Lilly, and I mean, there's some decent volume and, trading. And let's it. put this in perspective: drug stocks are now out of favor. They've been out of favor here for a cup for about a month. The trashy stocks been coming back. If you look at the charts, obviously Pfizer had that bad news on the Friday night. That stock was making new lows. Bristol Myers has just been in a free fall here. Um, Merck has, um, and I own Merck in the long-term portfolio. It's been in a free fall the last three, four days here too. So drug stocks currently have been out of favor. Um, you know, this was money was hiding in here and the money's moving into the trash stocks, oh, moving yeah, into other areas now. It's been moving out of drugs. So now you get a snapback rally in a stock in a sector that is out of favor, almost always a good selling opportunity. I would be ringing the register on Lily and saying, thank you for getting the last three days of losses back here because they were pretty substantial. So my, just my opinion, but a Lily at 154 sold to you. Look what, uh, well, look what Gilead did off that last pop. Why did it go to 80 again? I can't remember. Was it sold immediately? Was it drug news? What was it? Remember it went to yeah, 80 last I week? Uh, was it something with the drug? Oh, <laughs> that was, uh, what was that last week? That short-term, was, short-term memories failing us here. I can't remember. Was it, a, it was it an upgrade? Was it an upgrade? 
Uh, whatever. No, it wasn't. It was some type of news because it was trading up at 80 bucks and I sent in the pre-market. Oh, and oh, oh they were it. getting taken over. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is oh, never man. happening. I said in the pre-market, stock was $80. I sent the pre-market, yeah, sold to you. And who, that was a good selling opportunity. Who was yeah. still at you know AstraZeneca? Yeah, there's some stocks I trade well. Gilead, I've just been all over it. I mean, from the calls in the show to the money, you know, I've been making more than the ranges for crying out loud on some of these moves because I've been trading in the pre-market after, after hours. hours on it. It's a yep. stock that I've just done really well on. Now that I've said that, it'll probably be my worst traded stock ever. <laughs> but um, I, again, you know, I, this is a stock that's being in the, into the rallies. The sector's out of favor. Is there room to 77, 78 on Gilead? Yeah, you're probably in the middle of nowhere at 74, 75, but I'd still be more inclined to sell this too. But a lily pop, of $11, good drug news, sure. I, I think it's just getting the benefit that, oh, hey, the market's up, Lily drug news, let's go. There are going to be some rotation here, folks. Not everything is going to end up here today. Think of those COVID lockdown plays. Peloton is now in the red. It was trading the green this morning. Cantos randomly come in and buy everything because we're up you know, 60 handles on the S&P. You've got, you've got to be respective to the relationships. And the relationships are the gaming stocks had a fantastic day yesterday. My EA making new highs on the move. It's up here again this morning, but it's not going to be a stock. It's going to blast off three, four percent today because it's a little bit opposite to what these trashy what, what the you know it's a lockdown play versus a reopen play. I should stop. So I should start saying reopen versus lockdown versus trashy. Yeah, we really should. Trashy. Yeah, you got it. It's kind of fun to say trashy. I don't know why. It, it's, it's reopening versus lockdown. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, yesterday, they were kind of just buying everything uh, just to a certain extent. That's probably going to not continue. So I think the gamers, I still own EA, still firing all cylinders, still going to do well even when a reopening. But it's not going to be a stock that's going to be taken off today unless we get the sector reversal where, you know, they open on these stocks up to the highs and then they start to pull the rug out from under them. You got to really watch for where they open because sometimes then when they open, open too get, high, yep. Yeah. They open too, too high and then people are buying the open. They're like, Oh, I'm caught. And then they're scrambling to get out. There's a lot of intraday dynamics to think about. Always. Yeah. As I said, uh, very little daily resistance here. And uh, the market is reflecting that as we continue to make new highs here up 59 handles here at 31. Yeah. So there's here. nothing. I mean, when there's no daily highs in there, there's uh, no daily highs. Uh, KP made a just an illusion uh, or made a statement about all the insider sells that you saw over the last couple of weeks. I, mean, I still think you're seeing that. You are okay. seeing that. Selling and into I was strength. Ab- yeah, they were selling into strength. So, um, and they're still, you know, obviously some of these sells were, you know, from last week when, you know, we were higher than this point in time. The snapback rally was vicious. You've caught shorts. So just as much as you had some people caught long from the big Thursday sell-off, you have people caught short from the big sell-off yesterday. And that's why we get follow through here today. With that being said, it's not going to be easy sailing here all the way up to, you know, 323, 324. You have people who were caught before that are saying, okay, I want to get my money back in Boeing. So as you start getting, you know, 206, 207, now you start to run back in overhead supplies and those old highs become issues. American Airlines gets near 20. It's people who got burned chasing that they're happy to get their money back. So you got to think where the short-term money is. So yeah, you had a little bit of ease because the selling got overdone there maybe yesterday, but now you come and you're like, okay, you're coming in and buying now? We're up 140 handles from where we were, 160 handles from where we were yesterday morning. So it's hard to be a buyer here now. You had to buy yesterday. The time was 10 o'clock when they stopped going down. 
How about two hundred off uh, off uh, Sunday's night overnight low? Uh, for a quick reference, how point, low did we get overnight on Sunday? Twenty nine, twenty three, seventy five. It didn't Holy even cow. it didn't even make my sheet yesterday. It was so low. I had just the low, bottom thing was the interday low from yesterday, and they laughed at that. The overnight uh, ramp is back on now, though. Yep, one day of selling uh, for you Boeing traders here. You've already taken back half of that move from two thirty four to one sixty six. That's easy. That comes in right at two hundred. So you're trading at two oh six twenty nine. If you feel like you had to exit it today, I'd really take a look at two thirteen. Uh, the reason for that is you had a high on the tenth at two thirteen. And your low the previous day at uh, 213.08. So if you run another juicy target here, uh, we're way above the 50%, as I mentioned. That's at 200. So that's what uh, a potential daily resistance point in BA Boeing. And I have some more. I have some more headlines that we can yeah. discuss. Some more movers here. What about Turtle Beach? They gave some guidance this morning. I, I guess. I guess a stay-at-home play, uh, a quarantine play here, but they see their Q2 sales uh, increasing more than 75% on a year-over-year basis. Uh, they raised their Q2 sales guidance this morning. They raised it uh, to a range of 74 to $77 million versus a $43 million estimate. So they are handedly above where the sales estimate was for the second quarter. And like I said, they see their uh, their sales for this quarter increasing 75% on a year-over-year basis. I never really thought of this as a lockdown play, Me but neither. I guess it is. Me gamers, the gamers are using these, eh? Yep. More, more time to game. Yeah. More willingness. Yes, to... Don't look at the... Oh, yeah, the uh, you brought it up there. already, but it's already coming down from those highs. Those highs are safe. How high? <laughs> 1999 dollars right, right, 19 20 dollars unbelievable somebody pays oh i gotta buy this up to 20 <laughs> yeah okay the $20 buyer i'm gonna say just my opinion is not getting their money back anytime soon and i'm saying not even in the next year maybe <laughs> so this is like you know it isn't i'm not bouncing back so this, was your, this is lake this is l-a-k-e so people weren't thinking about it they had an awesome quarter which shouldn't have been out of the blue but it was Lake open at the highs that day and has come down. What's going on, Dennis? Is it? Are they? Is it? Is the are Fed they buying, buying stocks now? Right now, we just right now. Uh, we just got retail sales. Well, that's interesting. All right, I'm canceling orders because uh, U.S. retail off. sales for May uh, don't increased. cancel the buys. Cancel They're, the sales. They yeah, rose. Yeah, exactly. They rose. Nobody's hitting bids anyway. <laughs> U.S. retail sales for May rose 17.7 percent versus an 8 percent estimate. So I guess more people went shopping than they thought well you also they, can do I it feel like they're, 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 this is just ridiculously overdone now into the other way so as much as you know yesterday felt like you know that selling was pretty much uh, it's unbelievable it's unbelievable how resilient this market is to come right back i mean you've got people caught short here we could go to 320 we could there's room there's totally room it's a gap in there for crying out loud i mean uh, we're just going back to this uh, Turtle Beach. Uh, <laughs> just looking at this market, and we're just like shell shocked here. It's like, man, you cannot be short this market. Whew. Whew. I, uh, I got lucky I got some of those stocks yesterday. Wow. 
1672 was your monthly high back in November. Of party over on the, the Turtle Beach. The party okay, was party. at whatever time that earnings came out and the news algo decided it was worth a bazillion dollars. So it could Anyways, hold 15. Great, great news. You know, 15, it's in the middle of nowhere. I don't have a trade on it here. It was up 20. It's up from $3 from the close. But I think rallies to be sold. That's my opinion in Turtle Beach. Just we have for to the have reason. some other. We got some other news in, man. We got some other news here. Buying balance. That is like, buying everything. They the just Fed buying balance. They, I, th- the f- I think they said they're buying Hertz bonds. I, I think they're buying Standard and Poor's uh, 500. <laughs> Fed yeah. buys. That's all there is to it. Yep. Okay. Remember so that. they just start bad rumors. They're not buying Hertz <laughs> Retail bonds. Retail sales increased 17.7% in May. Estimate 8.4. Well, you're coming off some pretty low uh, levels, right? From April, right? The old comparison, but okay. Away we go. All right. 8.32. Spencer, what else you got uh, before we get uh, a guest on Mr. Sheen? I got more news. You want more news? Let's go to the stock that's near the top of my up filter this morning. That is IQ. And this one, the headline here is that Tencent is looking, I, I guess, to potentially take them over. I'm not quite sure because uh, Tencent, Tencent, and IQ, Tencent and IQ are rivals, and Tencent has apparently approached Baidu, uh, and, and Baidu, uh, which is the largest shareholder in IQ. And Baidu's up 9% too. So Tencent, that's because Tencent has approached Baidu about uh, buying its position in, in IQ, essentially. So, so they want to buy IQ and they want Baidu's share of IQ as well. They, well, they want, they want Baidu's share of IQ, which would make them... They want high IQ. Yes, that would make them the, the largest shareholder in the company. Um, and I mean, these companies... Uh, this was a stock that I played for, we all played, you know, the great in the pre-market dot Benzinga chat back in 2019. Yep. Was it 2019 or it might have even been? Uh, maybe maybe in 20. It was a summer 2018, right? It was 2018. June. This was the stock. Yeah, this was the stock, and the chat was all over it. Guys like Spinner. There was three, four people in the pre-market up and Zynga chat that's like this it kept one's moving. On and I bought this stock, and I don't ever play these high flyers. It was like, well, my chat's hot. They've been picking winners. I'm going to pick some too. I bought some of the stock at 22 dollars, and it went to like 40 in like a week and a half. It was just crazy. I doubled my money in a week and a half on it. I was like, okay, I'm out. It topped oh, out IQ, around 46 yeah. bucks. And then it, you know, the, had the tank. And it's been hanging out for a couple of years here, just, you know, making great support down the low 15s. So here it is, you know, just getting news here on it. Big pop. I don't know if it's getting taken over. It's hard to, tra- you know, if it's a rumor, you know, these rumors can materialize sometimes. It looks substantial. Well, it's not like a takeover, takeover. It's just an, uh, I guess they would have a new majority shareholder. I don't know. If I'm in it, I ring the register on something like that because I get 35% overnight on something on a headline that isn't an actual takeover. I'm out. But with that being said, um, you know, I, I can't short something because we don't know what's going on here. So big pop. Uh, bonus if you got it. If you don't, look elsewhere in my opinion. All right. That's a good place to bring on. B-I-L- so sympathy plays, um, you know, B-I-L-I. Billy, Billy. Belly, 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 belly. H-U-Y-A-B-I-L-I-H-U-Y. That's Willy Billy, but I was doing Billy Billy. I'm trying to give symbols here. talking over me. There's like four of them. I don't even remember them all now. Forget it. H-U-Y-A. I just said I-Q. As the leader. B-I-L-I. What was the other one? Those are the ones that I said. Maybe another one. 
Chad, help us out here. I thought that was Cena, Cena or Rebo. Uh, K Web is an ETF that owns this, so keep that on your Okay, H U Y A is one I always trade with it. All right, I always trade those two together. It's getting a a pop there too. So all right, let's bring and and Billy 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 Billy. What is in your coffee? (laughs) Billy Billy. Belly, belly. Nick Shaheen, how are you? Belly, belly. I'm, I'm wondering belly, belly. what's in your coffee. <laughs> what, I your started coffee? it. I started Joel's it. Joel's fault. It's my fault. Joel's fault. What's going on? What's up? What's up? Well, everything is up. Everything Everything's is up. up. It's all good again, Nick. It was all disaster yesterday, and it's all awesome today. Yes. The Fed. Yay yeah. for the Fed. Free money for everyone. Buy corporate but, bonds. You know, buy everything. But, but this is the same headline as before, the corporate bonds. I don't... Well, they were um, buying ETS before. Now we're going to go and buy Hertz bonds. Because <laughs> oh, they can buy individual so, corporate stop, bonds. So, hey, stop saying they're going to buy Hertz bonds. I know we're starting to... I know, Because Hertz is actually going up on this. Be quiet, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I have no position I, in Hertz. I got, I'm joking. They're not buying Hertz bonds, folks. It's I got a joke. attacked. I got attacked on Twitter for saying something bad about Hertz. And I don't think I said something bad about Hertz, but they're maybe putting I the hurt did. to you. Yeah, because you got attacked uh, on Twitter. You're the first person, Nick, ever to get attacked on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, shocker. <laughs> I think I, even I have attacked you on Twitter. I mean, come on, yeah, I've attacked Nick on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't forget. I don't forget. Nick and Dad is going at it pretty good on Twitter. Don't don't look at your Twitter on the weekends. <laughs> Me and Nick will be back. I have every Saturday. I text uh, Dennis. Dennis, get off Twitter. Get off Twitter. I yeah. battle everyone on the weekend on Twitter because I'm not trading, so I have more time. So I'm like, I'll, I'll actually, <laughs> so, I'll actually engage here. Oh, geez. sorry. So, so we're back to uh, we're close to the Thursday ledge. So how will they deal with that? And, uh, you know, the upside could be huge if technically they want it. Uh, it's there. There's uh, there are a few tr- triggers on both the Nasdaq and the S&P. Uh, but, but first, they have to deal with the ledges. And today we have like a slew of headlines like, uh, the, you know, we first learned the word remdesivir. And now there's another word. I can't repeat it. I just heard it and I forgot it already. Something out of Germany that apparently reduces your risk of death by a third. Some therapeutic. We got another therapeutic that's working. Yes. And it's uh, human trials on everything. And it's, apparently it's, it reduces the death by a third. This would be my, I would skip the vaccine if my odds are what they are. And then there's this one third uh, reduction. So. Oh, uh, you're talking about De- COVID. Uh, dexamethasone? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Dexamethasone. Yeah, literally 10 minutes ago, apparently, the, the thing came out. And then the sales report, apparently the retail sales were good. So, yeah, they were good. So overnight, and the bond market is falling. Uh, so th- I'm watching, it's it's uh, the one-to-one, re- the one-to-over one. <laughs> the inverse relationship is pretty strong between the bonds and the stocks recently. Um not so much with the end like it used to be, but uh, with the bonds, it's a good thing to. So if you're charting the bonds, it yeah. helps you um, chart the upside potential of the ES. That relationship's always there to a certain extent, but it's really yeah. pronounced right now. I think it's, right, you know, right, right. Your, it, it's yeah. always roughly there, but right now it's yeah. like it's there. <laughs> yeah, and and I got lucky with it last week. Well, I don't know if it was luck. I had a note from last year to take the opposite direction going into June 10th. So I sent out a note to, to Matip saying, I want to be short into June 10th. And June 11th, we had the crash. So it was a perfect call. And I was long at TLT. <laughs> and uh, it, it was a perfect week. And then I said, okay, I'm out because I don't know what's going to happen from here. And that was a good thing. I'm still short a few things. So today will be a little painful, but I'm also short some COVID things, which today should be hampered. 
So I've got balance. Balance is always good. So yeah. what are your thoughts here on, obviously we've got more Fed action, but you know, just the resilience. We, we, we had a rough couple of days. It was a rough yesterday morning. They took it under 3,000. They really hit in the pre-market, but they buy them right back. What are your thoughts with just this nonstop buy the dip working? Uh, yes, I just literally got, if you heard a beep, that was my alert on NQ1, <laughs> long QQQ1. Uh, this would be like, okay, look at, uh, look at uh, check out the, um, the NASDAQ to see if there's upside potential. There, there technically is really the only thing I want to worry about right now. Sentiment got hurt last week. I was worried about it uh, following through, but sentiment seems to be fine. So don't let, I'm not going to let my personal opinion, which is bearish, uh, get in the way of taking long uh, some things. And I'm going to see how this morning unfolds. And I don't think there's a fear in the market. There, there isn't because they are buying junk. And that's, that's just the ultimate indicator of fear or like they're a FOMO. Uh, maybe, the fear of maybe it is FOMO. I don't know if it's FOMO. It's more just complete disregard to actual fundamentals. Um, yeah. Like the airlines, for example, they're flying a lot fewer flights. They're flying uh, a lot emptier flights, and they're going to be—they're going to have to stick to that if the, what they told us about the virus was true. Uh, but in the end, if the virus thing is really not that big a deal, and this whole thing was a complete mistake, then we just go back to what we were doing before. Um, here in California, at least in my area, I was—we held a block party in my neighborhood, the biggest one I've ever seen. Some guy shook my hand. Uh, he extended his hand to shake it. I was like, uh, I felt guilty about it, but I did it. You shook the hand? I did. I'd do a little fist pump if I really had to do it. Well, one like... guy gave me the elbow, and the other guy walked up to me Elbow's and shook okay. my hand. The but nobody was wearing hand. masks. Yeeks. There were about 50 people. Cooties. Nobody was wearing masks. Yeah. So sentiment uh, is okay. So don't stand in the way. Don't short it just because you feel bad about things, is what I'm saying. I mean, Be open-minded. You're, you're completely right. The statement you just said that there is a complete disregard for the fundamentals. This yeah. has been the case here so, for the last two months. So would and you would you be surprised if we saw 3,500 ES? No. I, okay. I called for all-time highs there when we were 20. I've been but, calling. I, I went off the bear train. We had a big consolidation at the end of May, and we went up to 295. And I'm like, you know what? I'm off the bear train. They don't care about the, uh, the fundamentals. Yeah. They're just going to rip the heads off the shorts. And I think we could hit all-time highs. So if now, the last wanna, couple of days spooked me a bit on that, but now I don't know. If they want to do, if, if they, if they do, do a three-push extension off of the low that we recently had, yeah. They can get to 3280 with no problem. The first hindrance is somewhere around 3160 something, and they should be there probably today. Uh, I see the German market is up 3%. <clears throat> so this is not unusual what we're seeing here. Um, I wouldn't stand in the way of it. I have a few shorts that are going to be hurt today. I'll probably flip them bullish to follow the trend just to defend myself. I'll see how the morning unfolds. It's a tricky market. It's a tricky market for a long time to look at it logically. You just got to trade what you're seeing. You know, the technical trader is doing better than the fundamental trader. I will tell you that all day. Right. You know, if you're sitting there and analyzing, you know, the virus and you're looking at all this and I do that, you know, I use logic a lot of times in my trading, but yeah. I've had to take the logical hat off. Remember about a three weeks ago, or four weeks ago, I took my well, logical hat off and I threw it in the garbage because we're not trading on logic anymore. We're just trading, you know, well, technicals and it looks okay. Well, here's the logic that worked. 
So if I'm short Netflix, I'm not in pain right now. Because if you look at Netflix now, right now, it's falling as the ES is going higher. Zoom is falling. Yes. They're yes. COVID stocks. Yes. They're not going to join the party yet. They probably flip bullish eventually because everybody wants to buy everything. So, but if, if you picked to short these two yesterday because of what's going on in the headlines, then you used a little bit of logic that helped. But don't use logic to dig your heels into a losing trade. I see what you're saying there. And, and you're talking you... the rotation, which is what we talk yeah. on the show all the time. I live on rotation. I love the rotation and mm -hmm. identifying which stocks move, you know, which with, with, with each other. Like even before you came on, I was talking about Boeing and I'm like, that is your leader of all of the reopening stocks. Boeing yeah. is the leader right now. And the reason but... I started to buy stocks yesterday morning was because Boeing was starting to fly and well, uh, back from the lows. Boeing was a, a big win for us because I, Bought the dip when Trump said, we will help Boeing. I said, sell puts in it. Believe it or not, somebody bought $40 puts. And then <laughs> after that, every dip to 100, we sold puts in it, put spreads. And then the last one was a dip into 120. And then I saw some tech technical reasons to chase it to 225. I said, it's going to 225. We're going to buy a 190, 200 call spread. It cost $1.40. Uh, well, it went to 240. So what is it now? It's back up to 210. So, so that filled up pretty well, and I was out of that trade. And so we're basically long Boeing for free. And I think it's going to 310, 309, just to finish that pattern I saw. So and if Boeing goes to 310, I can tell you the other airline stocks are going a lot higher as well. So yeah. if you think Boeing's going up, there's gonna be a lot of other stocks that are gonna go up too, because that is a pure reopening leader play. Yeah. And Boeing is going to lead the way for the airlines, the cruise lines, a lot of the other, obviously individual company news is going to be in there. But overall, if Boeing's at 310, I think your airline stocks are a lot higher than. Yeah, I don't know how the pricing will go on Boeing, how the actual price action, but eventually should get there if we don't have a correction in the market. Because it is, uh, you know, the pattern was clear from the beginning. And from here, it still has a couple of headlines that haven't hit. You know, we have the production reintroduction actually actually they restarted some production on the max but we haven't talked about flying the max i think when they fly the max airline like you said you're right they're going to benefit with that um so but boeing will have a spike because boeing really all it needs to the the government all it needed to do to help it is just to let it fly to max and let it sell its machines other other you know they're sitting on the tarmac doing nothing collecting dust in fact costing them money and they can't recognize sales until they deliver and they're losing sales because they can't promise delivery until they unleash the, the max. We're on the line with Nate Shaheen. He's the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. Joins us every other Tuesday. Technical and fundamental outlook on the markets. Uh, two things, Nick. Uh, talk, you know, give us an example of a loser that you have here and kind of like <laughs> how you're going to work out. I mean, because, you know, you could talk about, uh, you know, winners. You could talk about losers. Also on a day like this, you know, everyone's saying, you know, like what to buy, where to get long. And that's a really, you know, that's a difficult question after you see this. So for me, I the, the stocks that I'm interested in, for me, one thing I'm looking at the previous day's high, you know, can I get it at the previous day's high? You know, so um, just a real quick dip down. Also, you know, you look, if you 
I mean, can you get anything unchanged? I doubt it at this point. Uh, so just talk about one loser that you're working out of and then a potential strategy today. Uh, you know, if you come in flat, you don't want to short and you want to try and get long. Okay. So Twilio short is a loser and I did it knowing I was making a mistake. I literally said that in the chat room. Don't do what I'm doing. I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. We're going to do it out of principle and it cost me. So it was a, um, um, a credit call spread that's in the money, but I'm sticking to it because I have nothing to lose right now except the hope that it drops out of nowhere. So that's one loser. Um, and Zoom, I'm fighting with it. I had greens. I had reds. It's flattish red. I'm sitting on it as, uh, because if I figured if COVID thing is not an issue and markets rally, Zoom should lose its luster. So well, that was kind of like a short that's not tied to COVID spikes. Uh, so I'm happy with that. I'm sitting on it. As far as what to get into, either be technical, tactical, technical, short term, or stick to your guns with the, the thesis. So if you think that the airlines were not in trouble as much, I was tooting the airlines at the, towards the low. Uh, I'm not tooting them now because yeah. now they're like in limbo. I don't believe in them like people do as a re relief rally. It would have been off the bottoms. That's great. Uh, so you have to either decide, uh, am I a fundamental trader or am I a tactical, technical trader? Um, you can be a fundamental trader and use technicals to help your case to find entry points. So, but first you have to define your time frame, your type, and then you decide what to chase. So you're talking technical day to day. So Correct. that's pretty, that's that's pretty smart. Yep. So then you have to know where the lines are. And I just told you a beep came onto my screen because I do homework and I set my lines. And I figured around here, the NASDAQ gets interesting for a mini bump. And then there's another level above that. And then a third level above that would be, hey, book your profits because there's a bigger ledge. So that might be your target from if you get long here for the NASDAQ, for example. My, like my thoughts, I just want to answer that question too, is if you're looking to, if you're coming in this morning and looking at what I can buy, you're doing it backwards. Yes. You're doing Perfect. it backwards because let's be honest, we're 200 handles from up from where the low was yesterday. If you're buying now, you're buying yet. So everybody who's buying the dip yesterday, you're buying somebody else's profits. I think it's like I, I bought three or four stocks. I said yesterday on the dip, I actually might ring the register on all of them today because I'm getting like 15% moves in a day. It's hard to just, you know, like, like, what are your thoughts when you make 15% out of the blue in a day, Nick, on something? Oh, is it time to ring the register a bit? Yeah, I, I, I told you we went long the, the TLT, right? The next morning, it was more than a double. I said, I'm out. Thank you very much. You went to a triple. Yeah, on the somebody options, stuck yeah. with it, but I was out and half happy with it. Uh, same with the UUP overnight, boom, double, I'm out. Um, it was, just, there was, do a you ever one. parcel out, Nick, like take part of a position off? I do. And, then... and sometimes like in the UUP, I took the position off and then I left a free runner. So with house money. So, um, I did that with the TLT. I was out completely because it was just kind of the type of position that I don't want to be in it because of technical reasons. So I had my reasons to leave it at a double. It extended a little bit and then it went crashing. Look at it now. So I may repeat performance based on the same thesis in the TLT, but I just have to see the same indicators and I don't see them yet. So I'm being really tactical on the short term. Like I'm catching the falling knives. Two days ago, I sent out a note to go along AMD and uh, Costco via credit put spreads. And those were nice. And so I'm leaving room for error. I'm not 
taking very aggressive positions because this is not the time to do it. The VIX is still too high. So by definition, the moves are going to be more extended. Uh, so when the, the VIX is so high, it, the premiums are still high and the risk is not there. It's weird. The VIX is high, but people don't give a shit about it. Oops, sorry about that. Don't give a crap. Right. Jason said it's okay. <laughs> Jason said it's okay to cuss. Oh, okay. So they don't <laughs> well, care. No so they don't care. pretty much the only one that does it. <laughs> they don't care about it. So it, it's kind of like a heaven for somebody that sells things rather than buys them. And uh, it's hard to chase buying everything, because, especially, like you said, at the wrong time. So yesterday I made a call, I made, I said, if you're buying upside because of what you heard from the Fed, you should check how you're trading. Even though you made money on it, it was the wrong thing to do. You should have been long before this. Um, and, and this headline doesn't change anything and you're just being a bot. So they call it AI. What kind of AI is this? You know, it's just, uh, it's not AI. They're just buying the same headline over and over again. You should take the eye out of the AI. There's no eye there. Buy the dip and sell the rip. And today is, a, I think, a definition of a rip. <laughs> so. You know what? There's a number you should write down. Uh, the SPY 319, 319 plus We're or minus. close to that right now. We're three right. points off. So, so write the number 319.25 or so. Sell everything there. Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I might. It fills the gap. Yeah. It, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, at the top of the show, I mentioned Thursday's high at 317775. That was a distant thought when we were trading at uh, 3100. Now, yeah, now it's 20. God, relentless buying here. The, the Fed must be listening to the pre market prep show. Thanks a lot, Nick. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Sure. All right, I have a good one. Nick Shaheen is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. You can find uh, his service by Googling those words, literally Create Income with Option Spreads, or on Twitter at RacerNick. That's Racer N-I-C. All right, seven minutes left in our show here, guys. Uh, what else was on your list? Because we have a lot from the chat. We have a few more stocks on my list we can cover, but I wanted to give you the floor and see if there's anything high priority that we, ha we hadn't yet covered that you wanted to. I'm just okay. looking and everything is green here. It's like across the board, you know, you even got stocks like Procter Gamble, Pepsi that are moving up here now too, which, you know, are more defensive. They're not moving up as much, but they're moving up. I mean, this is just such an incredible market and the resilience of the market has always, you know, been impressive to me for the last couple of months. I can't believe, you know, that they, they get the, the rally yesterday, which was significant from the lows, and they just follow it through, and they're getting all the losses back from the last three days. It's incredible. I think Nick's right. I think, you know, you get up here under 319, 320, you ring the register on everything you bought. And I'm, I'm not, not you're, not you're selling your long-term portfolio out, but I, I, it's just such a big move so fast. How do you not take some, some of the profits? I mean, I, I bought some of these stocks yesterday, like Kohl's, at 20. 2195 it's 2595 i mean it, it's up you know i don't know, I don't know four points on a 22 dollar purchase so you're talking about it's up 18 percent in two days it's hard, hard not to just ring the register in one day in one day so again if you're coming in buying these stocks now you know yeah you know sometimes you know it's rewarded you this market for chasing but this is chasing so and there is some overhead supply you're coming into from the people who were stuck here before but with that being said um, maybe we rip right through it because we've caught people short yesterday. So hard to call, but I think Nick's giving you a good number there. You get up near 319, 320, another three handles up. Uh, I think you got major resistance you're coming into. 
Folks are asking about NIO here. Uh, Ken Hall's asking about that. Big day yesterday. File through in the pre-market here. I'll say it's it looks like it's well bid here. It's seven forty-eight. That's at uh, the highs of the pre-market session. I mean, you could buy it here. I think it more comfortable if I could get a pullback here to seven dollars. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. Six ninety-nine was yesterday's high. Big volume up. So I just would note for that that pre-market high and take momentum through that. You're getting into a big red bar where it takes it up back in March to 10.63. Isn't this like the um, the uh, the Tesla of China or something like that? Yeah, this and got I, an upgrade from Goldman. Today? Um, this was no, a, no. I, I right before thought, this move started. I honestly thought this company was dead in the water. I had uh, Everything's come back to life here. I mean, Hertz came back to life. So um, this is, uh, it got room. It, it's It's got room to 10 bucks. But I'm not chasing it up here now. So Goldman came out and upgraded this puppy. I think the stock was four dollars. Right after the big move, like that four dollar and seventy three cent. I think that was the night that they upgraded it. And I bought it on that upgrade. I remember buying like four seventy seven, four seventy eight, because I'm like, well, Goldman's probably it's probably gonna be up tomorrow. And you can see, you know, the Goldman and other people were buying after hours too, because Goldman upgrade came out after hours and it opened up at like five ten, five twenty, and I was like, I ring the register. But it just kept moving. 745. So it's up, you know, over 50, 60%. And Goldman upgraded this 10 days ago. So great call, Goldman Sachs. You know, we, we call out analysts when they get it wrong. This Goldman, this Goldman Sachs analyst has got this absolutely right. It's been moving. It's hot. It's breaking out. I'm not, I don't want to be short it. I'm not chasing it here now. So this is a no touch for me. But if you're long it, maybe like Joel says, trail your stops up. There's room to 10 bucks. There is. Yeah, I'll just, I mean, if you really want to get hardcore on the dailies here, 795 was your March 7th of 2019 high. You had eight bucks right there, was the low the previous day. Had a bad day. So there's a target for you. Um, above that, uh, 872. That was a high on uh, on March 6th, but uh, $8 an area of interest for me today. And if it like if it gets up through eight, goes eight three, eight oh five, eight oh six, and then boom, lock down at eight again. Uh, be careful. But based on the daily charts, uh, that's the only thing I could see. That 795 high. That was on the seventh. If I was looking to get long this thing today, I'd. Maybe near unchanged. I don't know how that's going to happen. As the S and P's, this are is going just to- pure fear buying right now. And also, uh, who was it? Uh, free in the pre-market chat, noting that this is a popular name on Robinhood. It's true. Neo is on the list of the hundred most uh, widely owned stocks on Robinhood. So just full panic chasing here right now. Full panic chasing. Um, just as much as, you know, there was some panic selling yesterday morning. It's unbelievable that we have recovered 200 S&P points here in one day. So I, I have trouble buying anything up here. I'm sorry. Like on people want to say, what am I buying? I'm going to be selling today. Probably going to be selling stocks that I bought yesterday because it just, it's ridiculous. Interestingly, GE is the second most popular stock on Robinhood right now. So I'll probably try to get out of that under eight. Like seven, like Joel saying, seven eighty nine, seven ninety. We'll see. I mean, hot as hell right now. Maybe I should hold a piece. You know, maybe I only sell part of these because this is the kind of rally that could. You know, I don't think I don't think you're giving it all back. So this is you know like 
people. I got the Fed. You know, there's a lot of, you know, circumstances changed a lot after the Fed came out at two o'clock and said, we're buying, you know, it's just showing you how much the Fed wants the markets higher. So it's hard to fight that. Hard isn't to fight J- that. Isn't JP uh, coming out at 10 o'clock somewhere? Yeah, he's uh, okay. He's speaking to uh, Congress or something like that. Uh, okay, yeah, so you know, I mean, he's got a little latitude to talk the market down. I mean, but who the heck knows? I mean, as far as I mean, just getting closer and closer to that thirty-one seventy-seven seventy-five. We're gonna fill the gap a, up, yeah. Like yesterday, and you joked we had no shot at three thousand. I mean, I, I know, I know. You should have. Well, I, I I was like, okay, yeah, the roll. I didn't, you know, I was looking at the spy, and there was a roll consideration, yep. but it wasn't that many points. And I was like, blew through that. How we're going right back to where we were. Three twenty three forty one is the high of the move. And, and you know what? You know Just... what? We 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 are not going to be far away from that at the open. This relentless bid here this morning is just incredible. And. We could just be getting revved up for the quad witch. I mean, you know. Oh, we got a Russell about... rebalance coming. We got yeah. some fireworks still coming here. Yeah. Holy mackerel. Coles up 15% now. North you should stop looking at Coles. Stop looking. I can't. I, I just bought it. I can't believe it's up four points in a day. You know where you should get out of Coles at? You should get out of Coles at 28.50. Throw it out there. Might hit me. Might, might get lifted today. <laughs> yeah, nah, I just, I'm looking at the high of the move. Uh, anything else? We got uh, nine o'clock hour here, nope. Spencer. I, the... I'm going to pull up a list here. I've been trying my best to keep track of the stocks we discussed good job, good job. on our show and putting them in a watch list in pro. So this is a watch list. These are all the stocks we talked about. Uh, pretty much all the stocks we talked about on today's show. If you want to reference them throughout the day, uh, a few of these uh, Dennis bought plus Eli, Eli Lilly uh, uh, here, IQ, Twilio, Zoom and Neo. Uh, thanks to our guest today, Nick Shaheen. On tomorrow's show, we'll be joined by uh, Mish Schneider. She is the director of trading education and research for Market Gauge. She's one of our favorites. Uh, and that'll be it for us. So uh, thanks to everyone in our chat. Please don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. It helps us a lot with that mysterious YouTube algorithm. We appreciate that. You can always catch the podcast of our show or the replay on YouTube. And please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your Tuesday. Joel and I uh, should be back at 340. In the meantime, everyone, good luck. And wherever you are, stay safe. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.